to where he needed to be Hey, It's been a rough road, Bob But it's good we still walking Even though it's from a distance It's good we still talking Temptation or stupidity I will never comprehend Forbidden fruit that you desired Could have made us lose it Welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar, bringing you interviews and all the best music from the Gibraltar music scene. If you like what we do, like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash music. Hey guys, welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar. I am David, your host. And if you've never heard our podcast before, uh, we're going to have a monthly interview with a past or present local musician. And actually, we'll actually play the music that inspired them from the local music scene and actually maybe play some of their own material as well. Aside from that, every week, like, we'll actually play you the music instead of the interview. So we hope you join us on this ride. It's going to be a fun time, obviously, because we'll bring you the podcast now every week. Of course, we've got our other podcast, which will be hosted by Christian Garcia. People may know him as Plata, but he'll be hosting the Electronic Hour for those electronic music lovers. So a lot for everyone and a lot of diversity here at the GLMS, without a doubt. So on to our guests, we're going to talk about him quite a lot, like people who are probably around, say, late 2000s, early 2010s, probably know who this person is. He's actually been around it without being a musician himself. So I introduced him as Cajun Smith, but people know him as Smithy. So welcome to the show. Thank you. So how are you doing today? Not so bad, not so bad. Good um, to be doing this again. It's been quite a while, but very happy, very happy. So a lot, a lot of ground to cover, and obviously because you've been around the local music scene even before you start, got started as a musician. So tell us about that and obviously the experiences and the things that you remember growing up. Uh, I think my first sort of uh, introduction to, to the local music scene was with uh, Reach and, and Melon Diesel. I, I think the first gig I sort of remember vividly was the, uh, the gig at the, at the Victoria Stadium. And uh, yeah, that was quite uh, impacting for me at the time, and that was sort of the uh, the start of uh, of my interest. You know, because obviously uh, I've been I've been very lucky to to know them all well, and it, it was that gig where I realised that this is what I want to do. And uh, I, I crazily I saw that gig with uh, with Jesse, you know, and that sort of was at the start of our of our friendship, if you want to call it in a way, even though. He'd probably say the same thing. Like we've known each other since we can remember. Like there's not a time that we can say that. Well, we met here. It's just been one of those things. And uh, yeah, basically that was sort of where it all started in the Reach and Melon Diesel Live at the Victoria Stadium. And obviously that was a very exciting gig for a lot of local people and uh, in attendance. And even the people that weren't local, who still came along to support. Obviously Reach were just coming off touring with a stopper, so they had a bit of a following around Spain, Melon Diesel, obviously no introduction needed for that particular band. You mentioned that um, it's really what inspired you, and if that's the right word to use, to actually pick maybe do this for a living, if that's the right word to use, a time in terms to use. 
I think it was yeah, it was an inspiration, but my inspiration to to sort of drumming came. Um, people may not know this, but it came from sort of marching bands. I've always been into uh, into marching bands, and you know, listening to sort of regimental bands. And um, from there, I sort of that was my interest, my early interest in drumming. And then when I was around 11, 12 years old, was when I started taking uh, drum lessons with with Dylan, the uh, the lead singer of uh, of Melon Diesel, which a lot of people don't know, but he's a he's a very very established drummer. Yes, he is indeed. Yeah, and um, yeah, I started taking lessons with Dylan, and slowly, as I was developing as a drummer. I was also developing myself in in the band, so it was I same time I, I was learning to to sort of play my instrument. I was also uh, you know starting the band, so it was all coming very very fast for me. And it happened in the in sort of January two thousand and eight, so ten years ago this year. Yeah. Where I, um, our teacher, the music teacher at the time, uh, Mr. Russell, sort of knew that. Uh, I was sort of drumming with, with Dylan and Jesse was obviously playing his guitar and you know he he stuck us both together and the first song that me and Jesse sort of rehearsed or, or sort of tried to to develop was a uh, baby when you're gone from Brian Adams and as uh, the months sort of went by uh, it was when Mr. Russell sort of introduced us to to Robbie and from then we we did various gigs and uh, shortly after, you know, we had the the pleasure of of Carl joining us, and you know, and that obviously gave us uh, a sort of a different sort of sound and and pushed us in a different direction, especially with uh, when it came down to to writing our own songs. Obviously, Carl was four or five years older than us, and um, at the time, you know, when we were fourteen, fifteen, he was experiencing sort of different side to, to your teenagers when you're 18, 19 years old. And I think that sort of chemistry between us and Carl mixing together, that was sort of yeah. developed into the later noise, which is the sound that sort of came out at the end when we, uh, you know, when we released the album Garage 58. And a lot of happened, uh, things happened, obviously the noise formed and I, I want to say it created like a monster sort of vibe in the sense where People wanted to go and see you perform, people your age, people who went to your age. But obviously going back to Melon Diesel, many people, local musicians would easily say they're inspired by them, regardless of what their goal is, because they saw a band from Gibraltar trying to make it abroad. What was it for you, at least, that captured your attention? Obviously because you were young at the time. I think, in a way, obviously being related to, to Dylan, or the, you know, he's, he's my older cousin, that obviously was quite sort of... a shocking not but yeah let's say shocking you know to see sort of your cousin move so many people on, on stage and uh, you know like, but yeah that was sort of what, what I took from that gig and, and I think also watching it with Jesse I remember watching it in in the Victoria Stadium stands and being around the backstage you know so so we it's always been sort of a, a family atmosphere that that was yeah. created between between all of us and you know that was how basically how that influenced the noise and having that sort of family vibe between all the members from reach for example with with us and you know it's yes yeah, one big family so without question 
they did inspire a lot of people. So we're going to play one of their tracks. And obviously you chose Live Live Live, which is probably one of the best songs in my opinion. And actually stands out more than all the other songs. We talked about the riff and everything else before we started recording. So we're going to play Live 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 by Melon Diesel. And we'll talk about why that song in particular coming up next. So enjoy it while you still can, guys.
So that was Live, Live, Live by the iconic Merlin Diesel. And if you've never heard that song and if you've listened to it now for the first time, I really hope you enjoyed it. So progressing on, we're going to talk about another band who really cemented what the local music scene has become. And not even just the local music scene, but actually on a worldwide scale. So we've talked about Breed 77, and obviously we won't say what track yet, but we're going to talk about them a little bit more. So what is it about Breed 77 that captured your attention? First of all, I think the energy they bring. No, it's a, it's a very they, oh, it's a very energetic sound, and the sort of mixtures that they've got with flamenco and this sort of metal sound. <clears throat> I think you don't get that anywhere else in the world, and you yeah. can you can really tell that they're from Djibouti and sort of by by the old sound. You know, you you've got these flamenco sort of rhythms mixing in with with this sort of metal sound you know and i think it's it's just great and it, they've always really blown my mind live you know i've had the pleasure of watching them a few times the the first time i recall watching breed must have been with the religion kill sort of album like back back then i was really really young and uh, I've always, Peter Shishan has always been a very close family friend and another sort of big inspiration into my drumming and, yeah. uh, and another uh, drumming teacher of mine. So, you know, P watching Peter on that album and sort of breathe early on really caught my eye. And then I remember watching them at, uh, when we did the, the sort of the first gig after I think, I don't know how many years in... In the in the car park by by the airport, and yeah. that really rained that night. And I thought that gig was they were extraordinary. That gig, you know, I had yeah. Adrian on stage and all, and I really really remember that gig because it was sort of I was that little bit older <clears throat> to sort of understand what what they were trying to say or or, or what they were doing. And I also believe that uh, you know Paul is a great great frontman and a great lyricist. So. Yeah. Without question, obviously, what you talked about, just to touch upon now, that where Roski is now, what people may not be aware of is that they actually held a concert there. And if I recall, there was 2009. And what I remember the most is exactly what you just said. The rain that night was, it, it couldn't have rained anymore. I think it was crazy that day as to how much it rained. But the people still came out, you know, and the gig, surprisingly enough, still went ahead. And people were just, they didn't really want to miss the chance, regardless of the weather. It could have snowed, it could have been thunderous he could have done anything yeah and, and you know and it was re 77 returning returning to the rock and yeah i mean that gig for me obviously like the sort of gigs before that i was obviously young now so i wasn't really attending gigs but by the time 2009 came you know it was already the second day of the noise and we sort of you know our parents let us go you know and yeah. obviously he's Stephen must have been around there in the crowd, you know, just his dad having an eye on us. And, you know, we were sort of in the mosh pit and I remember attending with, with various friends and it was sort of, yeah, it was quite um, a gig that I would I will always remember that one. I still yep. got, got the ticket at home. It was one of those that, like you said, for our treasure, even for people like me who were actually quite old at the time, I was originally one by that time. So I can imagine how much it inspired you at a young age. The, play, the song that you chose is The River, and obviously when people think about The River, even though it's on the opening jingle of our show, uh, The River is the one that opened my eyes at least to what Breed became, similar to you in the sense where you listen to the lyrics, and even the Spanish version, the Rio, of course, 
it's so inspiring. The lyrics, the lyrics in particular to the song, they're very deep. And I think once you understand what the song is about, it just opens your eyes even more. I think you can agree with that. I mean, wherever Paul or how Paul came out with the with the lyrics, or if I offered you a picture and the paint is yet to dry, is just like an example. No, of all the things that we do, and I think those lines, for example, for me personally, mean quite a lot. I think that's why the river has been a a song that I've always related to, and. Uh, I got back sort of I've always listened to to breed you know but I really really got back into listening to breed in uh, my first year of university and uh, they basically were on a sort of tour of England you know they they played a few different different cities and when they came down to Cardiff uh, I, I went down you know to to see Paul and the rest of the band and that show, I think, was also quite inspiring for me because in the sense that I had just moved to a new country, I was uh, basically taking in all of these different elements that go into when you when you start university. Yeah. And, you know, and it was quite like October time. It wasn't really October, November time. And it, so it was relatively quite early on into my first year of university. And seeing Breed 77 in Cardiff was sort of like... Wow, you know, like no matter where you come from, or being Gibraltarian does not mean that one day you you can't be doing what you do with your arts or or with your music. And you know, that was just an example of of how it can be done. And I I really 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 do enjoy watching B seventy seven, and I hope to see them again soon because this year National Day, I think they absolutely rock the place out as you know as yeah. as they do, and they really really brought the energy. And it was good to see them again with uh, with with the drama that they had previously with uh, with Ozzy. I think yeah. he's he's a very very uh, diverse drama in, in what he does, and yeah, it was good. You can't go wrong with Brits, and I think you just touched upon the National Day concert was evidence as to how much of a following they have, because there was people from the UK who were at the front, which I actually know, and people who actually had never seen them before, who were just a bit curious as to the hardcore fans from Gibraltar who wanted to see them perform. One last time, or maybe the first of many, I hope. So the crowd was evident enough, and obviously people singing back to them is the, probably, I think, the biggest thing that you'll ever see, considering that they have this name outside of Gibraltar. So props to Breed and props to Paul and the rest of the band for all they do and all they have done musically. So we're going to play The River, and I hope you enjoy it. It's on the opening jingle of our show, as I mentioned before, but if you've not listened to it, again, enjoy it. If you actually love the song, you're in for a treat. So here's the river by our good friend Spreet77. Enjoy.
picture And the paint is yet to dry Could you live with just a whisper A flower is meant to die If I had all of the answers I could pour all on my wound I could fill this room with sorrow So no one would ever see And of course, that was the iconic The River by Breed77. First time actually on our show, which is chosen by a guest. So it's actually a treat for the listeners and it's a treat for us to listen to back. 
So we're going to move on to our next musician. And actually, this is a musician who I think if you ask any particular local musician or even not even a local musician, they're the ones and he's the one probably that people know without even following the scene. We're talking about Adrian Pissarra, and I think we can talk about Adrian. We could cover the entire show just talking about his diversity, but let's talk about his music instead. So tell us about Adrian and obviously the influence he's had on you. I think you know, Adrian, first of all, is an iconic Gibraltarian, you know, which is something that I'm, that I'm very proud of. And I think he's, he states that in his music, and you know you can, you can listen to, to that very, very clearly you know, in, in the different projects he's done. Especially with uh, with his solo solo albums, and as you just said, the diversity that he brings. I mean, no matter what project he's doing, I mean, it can be from the punk zombies to the EC band to the Hilly Billies. You know, when he does the, his Hilly Billy stuff with the Undesirables. I mean, the diversity is there, the energy is there, and the sound is there. You know, and I think Adrian is a is a top top musician and. Firstly, a top top human. No, he, yeah. he's the kind of guy that you know you see down the street, and it's always a pleasure in in speaking to him. And I think this song in particular talks a lot about coming from Gibraltar in the way that Kinadi Serotraga, you know, relates to basically that no matter what you do or who you are, you know, just keep it real. So I think this song deserve to, to to be on the on the podcast i mean to sum up adrian in one word at least in my mind it's i always compare him to springsteen in the sense where he is our own springsteen you know, he's a patriot through and through not that all the other musicians are but this particular song like you mentioned it's all about patriotism and everything that really what you try and do is it's not really going to be accepted unless you actually do it this particular way or something like that I, you know you maybe he relates to you for springsteen for me you know i i find him in the uh so the Johnny Cash or the Joe Strong, yeah. <laughs> I think that's obviously it's, uh, it's related to to his music. And obviously the diversity. I mean, when you think about Adrian, all the projects he's done, you touched upon Punk Zombies, now we see C Band, the Undesirables present. Yeah, playing also with Reach, you know, yeah, as, exactly. as, I was as a to. guitarist, you know, where you can also feel his energy on stage and and his presence. And you know the the sort of last few times of. I've watched Reach coming from 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 the gig that I was done uh, up in Retrenchment Block. Um, the gig at Retrenchment Block, I think Adrian brought the energy that night. Like, really impacted me that he had sort of that punk feeling and that punk yeah. look to a relatively sort of a pop rock band. No? And yeah. I really really enjoy enjoy watching him in, in, in his various projects and you know Reach is one of them, Punk Zombies obviously and which is mainly his stuff and, and all of the other stuff he does. And obviously let's not forget about Dirt which he actually had metal and this is about the early 90s so I was too young to remember but something I've just recently acquired and I've got to thank Adrian for passing us the tracks and we're actually going to have Adrian on the show very soon actually playing his, his music so we enjoy talking to him as we always do even when we see him at Rock on the Rock or where we see him at Main Street. So Akina de Sorotraga is coming up next and I hope you enjoy it as much as we do. At least it's one of those songs that really stands out as to what the local music scene has become and obviously the power in Adrian's voice and the rest of the EC band's uh, powerfulness if that's the right word. But it's just a great song. So enjoy Akina de Sorotraga 
a good friend, uh, an idol and inspiration is the best words, you know, words to use. Adrian Bisaletto and the AC Band. Enjoy it.
Sours Aki, Nadia Selotraga, our good friends Adrian Pizzerello, and of course Lisi Band. Obviously, the band is now defunct, but at the same time, Adrian is now with the Undesirables, and we look forward to welcoming Adrian on our show and the, us to the rest of the band that will be coming on the show. I think maybe in the next few months you'll probably see, listen to them on the show and actually talk about their inspirations as well as through our music. So props to the band and obviously we love working with them and we love supporting them as well. We love supporting every local musician. So progressing on from Mel and Diesel to Taxi, obviously the, there was a bit of a gap there when Mel and Diesel split up and then Taxi came back Well, Dylan Dan, and Danny and Bougie came back with Taxi and it was a great project and it still is a great project because they've still got the following. So we're going to talk about them. So what's it like? Obviously the project is something very different as to what they usually did, but in the sense where obviously no guy, no Adrian, but it's, they still made it work. So what's it like to, obviously the, it's a continuation if that's the right term to use. Well, as I, st as I stated at the, uh, at the beginning you know, of, the, of the interview, Pizza has also been a huge, huge, inspiration for me drumming so you know when Peter joined the band in uh, in the early uh, sorry late 2000s I believe must have been around yeah. 2009 or 10 maybe uh, you know I was very very happy because obviously he was a drummer for from another favorite band of mine from Reed who, who was joining Taxi with <clears throat> which I also really really enjoy listening to it, I mean, in in the album uh, Mirando Atrás, I think it's where you can really, really, live, no, because obviously Peter was doing the live gigs at the time. I think those sort of gigs were, was sort of what inspired me whilst I was sort of developing myself as, as a drummer with the noise. And uh, it was a gig that they did in La Joyce Lava in Madrid, sort of, a, um, an old theatre which has been converted into a live music venue. I mean, that gig for me was, again, as the breed one, very, very moving at the time because it showed me that no matter where you come from, you know, you can you can still, still make it. And I mean, that's been my local music in a way has been an inspiration in, in my life in general. And nowadays, um, I'm into, uh, I've been studying events management and uh, I enjoy a different side to the, to the industry and my inspiration sort of from, from all of this and from what I do has to, you know, my roots are, are what, be, what we've been talking about, are all these bands and Taxi for me have, have always given me that sort of inspiration when, I, when I've really needed sort of develop myself uh, as a musician, as a drummer, as a person, you know, and uh, yeah, the gig at Joislava uh, was sort of a very, very moving gig for me, and um, I, the reason why I chose this, this following song, because people may know, not know this, but it's actually sort of a, a cover, a Spanish cover version that they've done of a song called Better Days by yeah. Dan, and you know, the song talks about basically not, not being afraid of of moving on and doing what you gotta do and there'll always be something better and better days to come. Algo Mejor is one of those songs I think like you, you just touched upon where it makes you reflect on many things and obviously because you mentioned if you, you if you need to move on from something be it a job or a relationship or anything and it's it's showcasing really pretty much that better days will come and obviously once those better days come 
you won't actually look back as to what you've actually achieved or maybe I think, not achieved. I think in a way it's sort of the one of the heaviest songs. Not that Saxy have recorded. I mean, they've got they've got great great songs. Personally, I think Hamas Mefui is is my favorite one, but this song is more significant for me and. I think the the sort of guitar sounds at the beginning and, yeah. and the fill, you know, it's a really like energetic song and if you put it up nice and loud on on, on your stereo, you know, you, you really, really listen to, to that sort of Zeppelin feel and, you know, which is, and I believe, inspirations like uh, to, to Bougie and Father, both uh, Mel and Diesel and Taxi Guitars, you know, they, they both like the, the heavy stuff and I think that album in particular is their most sort of heavy sound album in a way you know yeah. and and they've and you know some great songs that they had from from melon diesel they managed to to give it that new sound and and yes it's a great 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 album it's probably hands down one of my favorite albums by taxi without a doubt so we're going to play the song now this is algo mejor from by taxi or good friends taxi so enjoy it and obviously we'll talk about the song obviously we already talked to us why inspired them but we're going to move on to our next artist or band coming up next. So enjoy the track while you can. No le dan tregua al dolor 
And of course, that was Arva Mejor by Taxi. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we do here at the GLMS. So we're going to progress onto the next band. And this next band, we talked about them at the beginning of the show. But obviously, we can talk about them. I think we could fill, I don't know, maybe 10 hours of material just talking about them, obviously, as musicians and obviously the projects they've undertaken individually and together. But we're going to talk about Reach. And obviously, Reach are very good, good friends to us at the GLMS. They're just as inspiring as any other band worldwide to us, the same way as Melodies alone and many other bands. So we're going to talk about them. Why reach and obviously what captivated you as a young child, would you say? Or even young adults? It's, it's, what, it's what you've just said, you know, for, for me in particularly, reach is one of those bands that, you know, they don't differ from, from, from any other inspirations, you know, from, from big bands around the world. I mean, for me, in my younger days, until now, they are just as big and, and just as good. And you know, and, it, and it's proven in the albums and and, and in, in all the songs that they've written. You know, they've got great, great songs. Sigo sin dormir, La Puerta de Cristal, Adios Vida I mean, songs that we could go on for days, as well as as a few sort of English songs that have been written by yeah. by Stephen and Giles. You know, and I really do enjoy the work that they both put in together. And you know, and being backed, as I said, by by these great musicians such as Adrian, Franci Pacino, another great, great inspiration to me, drumming, uh, Michael on the bass, and and you know, and, and Trevor, who who I've known for years. So, fair play to them, and I I really, really enjoy watching them live and and listening to the music, and I hope to to hear them soon again. It's one of those things that when we talk about reach, it's more. The dynamic, and I just say, like, you obviously they went to, to Spain, they signed a deal, they toured with a stopper when a stopper were relatively new as well. And coming full circle in 2015, they actually performed with them in the same stage again here at the GMF. And props to the team for actually making that happen. And I remember the first time I actually heard Reach was the song that you chose, and that was Adios Vida Legend. And it just blew my mind in the sense because it was something different as to what was out there. Obviously, there wasn't really a rivalry. It was just great to see two local bands on the Spanish charts. Obviously, Melodies were there, Reach were there at the same time. And it's just that philosophy of trying to achieve what you could do, obviously. No matter how old you are, you're still going to be able to achieve great things. And I think that's what Reach is all about, in every sense of the word. Obviously, he talks about the rest of the band. Obviously, Michael, you can't talk about Trevor, you talk about Adrian, you talk about Francis. Inspirations all the way through, regardless of what they do musically as well. When you think about Reach, and obviously the first time you saw them, is it always the same thing even when you see them now that where it still takes you back to as to why you do this? Reach our family, no? and, you know, and Stephen in particular, I, I love dearly, and, 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 and Jesse, obviously, you know, the, everybody knows from what we did from a time of noise, etc. And uh, for me, sort of, it was a very very how the, the gig when when they played up in in retrenchment block i mean asked to be to support one of your sort of heroes and inspirations growing up apart from, from you know from knowing them dearly and being like family they that sort of for me was, was very very significant for for what i was saying you know this is this band that you've watched growing up that you 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 saw at your first concert and all of a sudden you're supporting them on the reunion 
it was it was quite quite significant, and that's another gig that um, I'll always take take daily. And obviously, we can't really talk about them even more. Like I said, I think like same thing with Adrian and many other the other local musicians that we we always talk about. We could fill in, I think, of an entire podcast worth. So we're gonna do let the music do the magic and obviously do the talking for us. So this is Adios Vida de Jed by Reach, and like Cajun sentiments earlier, I do hope to see them on stage more, more often, as I say, and it's something I would love to see happen. Obviously, we saw them at MTV Gibraltar Calling, and they did a fabulous job, but we want to see them again, and it's something that will happen very soon, I bet. So enjoy Adios Vida de Jed, and we'll catch the next song and talk about the last song that Smith has actually chosen. So enjoy it while you still can, guys. Ni le guardo algún rencor He aprendido a que ya todo me da igual Supongo que esto para algunos es normal Me acusan de haber sido ingenuo y perdedor Sin tener cuenta de lo que ella se llevó Fue la culpable de enfriar ese calor Que solo ardía cuando hacíamos el amor Ya no me enrollo
That was Adios Vida de Gel by our good friends at Inspirations Reach. So I hope you enjoyed that. So we're going to talk about your own band now. And obviously, for people who may not be, may be aware, Smithy was actually in a band called The Noise from the late 2000s to progressing on to the early 2010s. And I think, in every sense of the word, they were responsible for the youth movements that came along. Obviously, the setup came along after that, Headwires and many other bands, Red Riff and others, actually came along I think it's all thanks to you guys really if they saw you guys perform they actually came up and say we can actually do the same in, you know in, in a way we, we were the uh, the the older ones no, not the, even though there was a diversity between our ages in the different bands yeah Spe- like especially with us and, and this side up no great great friends and we love each other dearly and it was um I think it might have been that, that obviously we were sort of the first band to, to sort of be to gel and to develop, and we we you know we we did um, we did various gigs and I mean yeah it's it's ten years ago already. And it's incredible how time flies because we talked about before we we started recording about the first gig and obviously. The first, I think it was one of your early gigs. It wasn't maybe the first one, but it was actually the one at Marble Lock, which and and it was just actually when Marble Lock opened up after they renovated the entire shop. That was the first time that we actually played uh, an original song called Stars, which, which Jesse wrote. That 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 was like one of our first uh, originals, and you know I think that's the gig at Marble Lock is is an example of of noise. You no, know? like I think being so young, we were f- full of creativity and energy and you know we weren't we weren't scared of doing anything yeah and you know the gigs that come up a lot you know we basically played inside the shop you know a lot of people say why would you guys play inside the shop (laughs) and you know it was basically lack of venues and and energy to play as i said and you know we we managed to be close friends with with the team at mabalak and and you know it, it was a great concert and i think they remember as much as we did and you know it, it was a, a shop literally packed with people listening to to music and you know it's just one of those things like the creativity was there another example is when we did the um the cavalcade yeah you know like we literally got on a float and played live you know a lot of people have said oh it may have been playback or whatever but we actually you know we made it live and we were trying to sort of showcase our songs to to to, to the people of Djibouti and, and and that was a, a way that we thought that we could you know get our sound out there because yeah. it's one of those sort of days in the calendar where the community gets together and you know, and, and we could have also opened up to maybe a, a new mark another time and yeah. a lot of people may have said oh who are who are these guys and you know and, and yeah we took it on from there it was Great gigs, those those especially. Yeah, I mean, you you say it's a, a funny thing to play in a shop, but I think people who played at the old Sax, for example, which is now Eroski Ninewall Road, will probably say the same thing. It's actually very weird to go into the venue and, and think of yourself or think of that venue as a nightclub. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing, you know, like Sandy, most live music venues in Gibraltar have like sort of died down in a way, and it's sad. At least you know, fair play and. Hats off to to Alan and and everybody at Rock on the Rock because, as you guys know, the Gibraltar Live Music Society because the community needs people and organisations like this to to keep um, to keep the culture of, of live music and and performances alive. Yeah. And I think it's 
it's crazy in a way like places like Celebrity have closed down the great gigs there, especially from Jetstream. Yeah, you know the I remember that again. They've also sort of my even during my sort of early days with the noise. They they were a covers band where Dylan was playing yeah. the drums. So no, obviously Jetstream have been also very very influencing in their own way. Not I, they're more sort of a covers band, but. We've always sort of another sort of family band. We've always yeah. really, really got along with them. No, and, you know, Nolan's a great, great guy. And uh, you know, yeah, celebrity died down. I mean, the gigs out that they did there, they I think they were quite sort of ironic for 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 Gibraltar because you know, it was such a small place, it's been moving so many people, especially yeah. that celebrity, and then other venues like the uh, the All Star Sports Bar where Area were playing regularly. Yeah. Or you've got your Lord Nelsons where area again we're playing regularly, you know, like yeah, I remember doing gigs at Lord Nelson, but like the live music in Djibouti is, is a bit of a hit and miss, not like sadly people it's not like before that they would they go out on a Friday night looking for live music or or where yeah. and and if there is live music you've got places that are bringing in bands from Spain. So I, I don't really really understand that, like because if something that we've got in Gibraltar is it's firstly the talent. Like I mean, yeah. you you can bring whoever you can from Spain, but we've got we definitely have the talent here, and and I find that quite you know quite unfair towards the Gibraltarian bands. Yet again, I I do understand like from from the other point of view and from the event manager's point of view that maybe there are lack of bands in Gibraltar at the moment. Yeah. So it's uh, you know as I said you know I think we need. More people sort of getting back into into like music and, and performing and, and you know having guitars and drums. But on the other hand, the same as everything in life develops, you know, music also also develops. And nowadays, you know, electronic music, which I also you know I'm I've got massive respect and I'm heavily influenced by new wave now. And I really enjoy listening to yeah. new wave music. So I've got a lot of respect for for the people that like electronic music, and I believe that there is also coming back. So I was saying there is a lot of talent in Gibraltar which lies in in the different genres, like coming on the music side to to the art side also. Yeah. And the, as you said, there are there are DJs from from for example different genres who also you know are developing their own way and and their, and their own different sounds etc. It's just one of those things where it's gonna go from now. Nobody knows what I do. I do sort of believe that there should be more more bands, you know, coming up through. Yeah. There are very very good singer song songwriters, you know. They, yeah. I, I I understand and I, and I understand that that's um, a very good thing. But I believe right now there's no new bands. You know, there are a lot. Leila Rose Band. I really really like enjoying. They're relatively new. But you know, yeah. apart from that, from sort of. From the time that I finished sort of with noise till now, I think Leila Rose Band are the only band that uh, that really have caught my eye in a way. No, yeah. The rest, you know, like respect to them, nothing against it, but it's just something that I've not really been attracted to, yeah. as I was with with other bands. Of course, when we talk about everything that you did with the noise, obviously you did Lunar Walk, uh, you did the first GMF, which we're going to talk, talk touch upon. So, what's it like to be called? upon to actually do the first GMF but the year before that uh, you actually opened up for two legendary bands in the world obviously Alan Parsons Project and Simple Minds so what's it like to get that call at a young age? To be honest with you I'm, 
as I just said, I've got, Simple Minds are a bit of a sort of new way band. Yeah. And now it's become more sort of significant for me than, than back then because back then I wasn't really sort of a band that I had, I really, you know, was attracted to or the same as Alan Parsons. Although I didn't understand what we were doing that now we were performing at a big stage. But from that gig, for me, what was what was important sort of part two was that I was supporting Taxi. You know, like at the first, first Gibraltar sort of music festival. Yeah. Prior to that, nothing had happened in Gibraltar, mind you, apart from Elton John. Yeah. There was sort of five, six years where nothing major yeah. and you know there was no gigs at the stadium which people now you know take for granted this we're talking about 2009-2010 yeah absolutely nothing in Gibraltar and I think that gig was sort of the first sort of big one for us you know a big stage you know the lighting the sound our own sort of changing room and it was our first sort of experience into into a proper proper production and a proper concert and uh, yeah yeah we I really really enjoyed that gig uh, as the uh, as the second GMF that we did which was in uh, 2011 so tell us about that obviously you got oh Jesse J you got Ali Campbell from UB40 Jet Streamers you guys just for I was very and simple Atomica 4 Atomica 4 of yeah, course yeah. yes I think in a way that, that gig was again you know quite Sort of movie. It was the first Gibraltar Music Festival, and um, and we were also sort of to to headline the the uh, local band slot. And I mean, it was literally us three I, with these two massive headliners. I mean, Jesse J at the time had just finished doing the uh, London closing the London Olympics in the closing yeah. ceremony. She was at her top top of a game and you know UB40 have always been legends and you know you got some like Red Ray Wine you know, everybody likes UB40 it's, it's one of those bands and I mean what well, I think what we least expected from that day I think and the coverage was great you know we, we were very lucky enough to to feature on Gibraltar Britain in the Sun on ITV and have um, have ITV joining us or, and interviewing Jesse and I mean that day, Jesse's energy on stage, I think, was just overwhelming. Not like, and you know, he pushed me to my limit, and we both pushed each other. And I think that's something that we've we've always done. But the the sort of moment that really really impacted me was when uh, Ben Lynch sort of introduced the the local bands, and when he mentioned sort of the noise, the response that we got was you know as big as. As as Jesse J or UB40 because it was the first Gibraltar Music Festival, you know, seven thirty in the afternoon and, and the place was absolutely packed. You know, we had over twelve thousand. I mean, and it's easier, it's faster said than than done. No, like we've literally got twelve thousand people who who are listening to your music, and yeah. you've got to be at the top top of your game. I think that gig and especially was where where the noise sort of really, really, really showcased what we did and how good we could be or how good we were because we, we, were, li we, were, we were literally, as I said, performing on the same stage as, as these great artists and we, the crowd was there, the stage was there, the sound, so we had to perform, there was no, no mm -hmm. doubt about that, apart from, 
from something that we that we always used to do were, were the hours into rehearsals that a lot of people don't know and a lot of people may have saw the end product. But in a in her own way, as Jesse is a perfectionist, and I love dearly, and I really really do enjoy working with him because, as I said, he is a perfectionist, and he in a way he mastered that sound on the day. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, we we did we did uh, a great great gig that day, and very happy to have to have performed at the first Gibraltar Music Festival. And it's great because it culminated obviously almost less than a year later, where you actually opened up for Reach, and then shortly after that is when the band obviously ended. But you released an album on the very last gig that you guys did. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. what's it like? Obviously, you touched upon opening up and being in the same the, the line release, of the, I think the release of a. Of the album was sort of a a merit to us to, to the band to the yeah. band. No, it was sort of like uh, something that that we needed. First of all, uh, maybe as you know, as, as people to say that we had something to show for what we did. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, it was a sort of a, um, a farewell. We we all got to a stage in our lives where you know what where you. Well, we had to move on it was it would have been unfair on, on any members of the band to to have had to take upon decisions uh, for others or have others take uh, decisions upon for yourself so so yeah you know we, we remain friends and very very good friends and I think what we did is is something that nobody would ever take away from us and I'm very happy to to have done what I did with the noise and um, and yeah, it was a very very good time. And obviously, opening up for Reach just two months before the end as well, which is yeah, well, yeah, Reach's yeah. comeback gig as well. Yeah, Reach came back and we were going out in a way. No, yeah. a lot of people may, may not know that, but yeah, like that gig uh, again. Yeah, another great gig as we were doing. And I mean, all all the the small stuff. You know, I really really enjoyed like the small gigs, the, the times that we used to play in, in the Latinos on the beach, you know, we had a sort of a small residency at Latinos on the beach in Easton. And uh, we used to play Wednesday afternoons there in Saba. And, and yeah, th those gigs I think was what really made the noise and what really sort of pushed yeah. us for the big ones. And I also take the, the ones that Lord Nelson's, not that I, those gigs like, good times I think and, and the rest of the band will, would agree with me without a doubt and obviously your show's reality life and obviously this song I remember the music video to this actually and when I think about the music video it was actually on the GBC Open Day as well yeah 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 indeed, it? Indeed. and it was one of those where it's probably the first song that you guys actually put out there and released officially if that's the right term yeah indeed it was a, it was the first song that we recorded uh, without Carl yes. in, a, in a way no, that, that was really really early noise reality life and I mean, I think maybe that's the reason why why I've chosen this song. You know, in respective to to the other songs that the noise have, I think Reality Life coming so early on into the band's life has sort of marked my time from then till now. You know? and especially the lyrics that that Jesse wrote to towards towards that song. Yeah. And the thing is, that, as I said, the 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 noise, apart from being a band. You know, we we are we are a family. You know, there's there are certain individuals around the band who 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 always sort of attend our rehearsals and our live gigs. You know, all our good mates are Lee, Matt, Shane. This goes on and on. Yeah. 
And you know, these sort of individuals and all these people that were behind the noise would understand the song, you know, Reality Life. And basically what Jesse wrote back then, you know, is, is still as important to me now because it's, it talks about, you know, whenever you've got to do what you've got to do, you know, you, you pack up your guitar behind you and, and you carry on and, you know, rock and roll. It's incredible how that song really captivated you, and uh, in the sense where it captivated a lot of people. So did the rest of the, uh, of the other tracks that you guys released, but in particular the album. I said I would say the album was more on releasing it on your final gig in particular. It was more like a token of appreciation to the fans, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we we did have a an established following. I think that, as I said, you know that that was the the good thing about about the band that we moved and we moved together with with people and it, and it was a, a movement and when we played live we always had that energy around the place no? and, yeah. and I think yeah like basically that was it and that was the reason for, for choosing this song amongst all the other songs I mean Friday Nights at the Bus Stop is another song which this one is is, is more serious in its way and that and Friday Nights at the Bus Stop was probably our most pop pop song or or you know, a little bit different to, to the other hardcore songs that we were yeah. doing. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Friday Night to the Boss is another song in in relation to to reality life that it came a little bit later. But that song yeah. again, it sort of marks uh, a, a time in my life, and and basically the song was written at a time where we were living. Coming back to what we we're saying, the shortage of venues in Gibraltar at the time meant that we we were literally spending our Friday nights outside uh, outside Fresh, which, yeah. which was a bar stop. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand that. And the the youth sort of in Gibraltar at the time used to gather there on Friday nights. Yep. And I mean, we're talking about a bar that, you know, that no more than, than 50 people fit in. So it was literally, you get your drinks inside and, and you stand outside and you socialize, which is something that you don't you don't really see nowadays. You know, there's a lot of people still go into, into the... Um, into the club and, and start talking amongst themselves or whatever. I think at that age, I think it was a, a very, very sort of moving time that you build. And Friday nights at the bus stop is an example of that. It's basically Jesse talking about getting ready for your Friday night out, going down, having a few drinks, talking to your friends, and and having good a good time at the bus stop. So with that said, we're gonna play Reality Life coming up next. But obviously, before we do. Now that you're not I'm really a musician, now you're focusing or starting to, to do go behind the scenes. Yeah, that's the right word. Obviously, you're going to do events management. Hopefully, you'll do events management in Gibraltar as well. So, what's it like to be, I don't know, even see, as I say, like the production side of it? Uh, I, 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 as I said, I enjoy both, both daily. No? And the thing is, like, I've always, I've always enjoyed sort of... Or, or watching and knowing that my friends and, and seeing people enjoy themselves I think people should be happy and concerts and productions bring happiness and they bring sort of culture into into places and and yeah I enjoy both sides daily and I really enjoy the, the sort of work that I'm doing now and I hope that in the future more more productions are done in Gibraltar for for both local bands and and giving the chance to local bands of performing with with international bands. So we'll leave it at that. Alice, it's been a pleasure to have you on. We're going to play Reality Life.
by the noise and I hope you enjoy the track. We'll be back next week with more. Pleasure having you. My pleasure. And we'll talk to you very soon. Enjoy the track. If you haven't liked, uh, liked your page, do so. Facebook.com forward slash music and enjoy the show. We'll be back next week with just the, the, playing the local music instead. But we'll actually have announcements and announcements as to how, who our next guest is very soon. So till then, support your local talents and keep local music alive. Enjoy, guys.